If you want to drastically increase the lifetime value of your existing clients, then listen in to this episode. Today, I interview Stephen Summers, who made his millions helping people to sell on Amazon with his Marketplace Superheroes course and programs. He's now turned his attention to helping business owners to get more from their existing client base by serving his their existing clients better and as a result, making more money and profit from each and every person you get into your business. His perpetual launch system is all about just that. And today we go deep into that and he offers so much value. We give He gives so much during this interview. I have taken away many, many tips I intend to implement in the coming days, weeks and months and you will too. So listen in and enjoy this fabulous episode with Stephen Summers. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Hi, Stephen. Absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Just kick off, give me a couple of minute intro into who you are, what you do, and how you ended up talking to me today. Sure. Well, Steve, you go put the kettle on. I'll be, I'll be, see, come back in 30 minutes and we'll be all done. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, yes, no problem. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. I'm really happy to do so. So, yeah, my name is Stephen Summers and I am the co founder of a company called Marketplace Superheroes. And also a, a, a founder of a company called Grow My Reach. So let's start with Marketplace Superheroes, because um, that's really the whole background to how we're talking about what we're going to talk about today. So that company teaches people all over the world how to build their own business selling products all over the world on Amazon. And we teach a variety of different strategies on Amazon, like building your own private label brand. We teach people how to sell other people's products and lots more. And we started that company back in... 2014, 15, after myself and my business partner, Robert, had sold on Amazon for a number of years. Robert actually has been selling on Amazon since the time that dinosaurs walked the earth, it would seem. Uh, he's a little bit older than I am. I'm very successful. And the reason we started Marketplace Superheroes was we were doing it a long time. We felt we had a very different way of how of looking at selling on Amazon. And again, long story short, I had been studying a lot of direct marketing, how to do webinars, email marketing, all that kind of stuff that we now use in Grow My Reach, teach people how to do in Grow My Reach. And so, um, yeah, after doing that, I had no project to like put all this good learning to use. And so one day I said to Robert, hey, why don't we like show people how we do this? Because there's a lot of people teaching how to sell on Amazon, but we didn't believe, we believed we had a different way to do it. So we did that. We had no email list. We had no audience. We had absolutely nothing to weirdos from Ireland who wanted to teach this thing on Amazon. And we built a multi-million dollar pounds per year business doing that. Uh, we we have coaching in there. There's, there's, there's coaching programs. There's information programs. We actually started a, a freight company uh, for our Amazon sellers called Superhero Freight. We started a software company. We started a services company. So the whole background to today's conversation was like we took a single course and we only sold a single course for a number, a number of years. And we basically built that into this big eight-figure business per year uh, from scratch. And so nowadays, 
Um, nice. We still run that company. We're growing it actually into areas outside of just Amazon now. So we're not stopping. We're absolutely growing it further. But my big one of my big passions, Steve, is is talking about this kind of stuff. Like, how do you grow a company? And really, the big thing is how do you build what they call a back end in a company? Because everyone talks about, oh, I want to get more customers. I want to get more customers. And certainly, that's a critical part of any business, be it a, a coaching business, training business. Any like freight business, you have to have new customers, but then you have to do two other key things that Jay Abraham taught us, like increase your average transaction value, like sell to your existing clients more frequently. And I found that everyone would say you need to do this, but nobody was teaching you, well, how do you do it? Like, do you send out emails all the time? Do you make new offers for people? Do you just sell them the same stuff that you've been selling, like, what do you do? And after pulling together, I mean, I don't know how many different programs over the years, being personally mentored by Jay Abraham for a little while, actually, we created a process called Perpetual Launch, which I'm here to talk about today, tell you anything you want to know at all about how we've grown the company. Fantastic. Thank you for that intro. So yeah, I mean, I was um, really excited, particularly about this interview, because you know, the type of client that you aim your business at is, is me, is, is what we do, as in I am a coach, I'm a, you know, an a, in inverted commas expert, and yeah. I sell my services in terms of courses, knowledge, expertise, and training to other business owners. And so I think that I'm probably your target market. And yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> yeah and uh, you know, I've, I've done lots of other trainings. Uh, some of them yeah. you've probably done as well. I can see the books on your bookshelf, in fact, that uh, recognize quite a few of the names on there. And I've, I've been through uh, a number of those coaching programs. And, and I think you have hit the nail on the head here, which a lot of these guys aren't focusing on. And that is the, the gold mine that is your existing client base. And I know that I, you know, I'll hold my hands up. I'm, I'm not particularly good at uh, doing that. I seem to, it's been it's sporadic. It's, it's sort of almost on a whim, you know, Black Friday comes along. Oh, you know, that'll be a good do thing something. to do. There's no plan in place for it. And, um, you know, yeah. it's slowly getting better, but my God, it's a, it's a hard, it's hard work. So I'm, I'm excited to Me find too. out a bit more about this because I want to know how, how do you, you help a dream like, for me, Steve? You are yeah. a dream. I can't wait to tell you this stuff. It's really so, yeah, basically, I'll give, I'll give you a, t- a two minutes so we put it in summary, and you can you can frame it however you want. But of course. So we, we've got a, a modest list. Um, we have got uh, about 250-odd existing clients, and um, and we sell, as I said before, so coaching and, uh, and educational for business-to-business yeah. business type packages. And um, I just feel like I'm not the real, my, my gut feel, not my gut feel, that's the wrong thing. The, what I go to bed at night sort of thinking about um, is that I don't feel I'm giving my clients the best of me. How yeah. can I get the stuff that I know, that I know into the people that may have invested in a small program a few years ago, but you know, yeah. things have moved on from then. I'm so much bigger and better than I was then yes. in so many ways. That's what I feel. I'm not able to connect and let them know what's going on. So that's my problem. And I think that is what you can solve. So go for I it, can. solve it for me. <laughs> I would love to. So I'll ask you a few questions. Anybody that's listening, you're going to ask yourself similar questions. So my first question for you would be, what way do you currently communicate with these clients? Now, so um, we have a Facebook group. So I've got a private Facebook group, um, which I do sort of monthly lives into and we post a little bit into not nothing massively consistent or yeah. or hugely um, f- uh, 
also planned. And yes. um, I email my existing clients when I release a new podcast. And I send relatively sporadic emails to my existing list. I have a more consistent list emails going out to my new clients, but not my existing clients. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, brilliant. So the first thing to talk about in this conversation, which is going to help you as well as everybody else, is uh, a one word that is, there's two words really, actually, that are so important in every business. And most business owners are guilty of not doing, not building both of these things. And the two things are, a relationship and trust, right? And at Marketplace Superheroes, we were guilty of that many years ago as well. We did just what you were doing, right? We would, to our to our non-buyers, let's call them, of our main program, we would send out uh, what they call Seinfeld uh, sequence yeah. emails, right? So for anybody who doesn't understand what that means, it's like a piece of your life, something that happened and you tie it back into what you do and you have a call to action at the end of your email or if it was social media that says, you know, join my thing, basically at a very basic level. And I did that for a long time, but eventually like that stopped working because everybody who was a prospect didn't want to buy anymore. And that was that. And anybody who had already bought, I had nothing else to offer them. So I was kind of like, Hey, (laughs) go through the program Go and do it, you know, yeah. right? But, but I, what we weren't doing was we were not building a relationship with either parties. So so with the perpetual launch, uh, the first thing to understand is like it's a whole big system that's not crazy hard to learn or anything. It's just it's a whole process, but it's underpinned through a relationship. And so I work with a lot of people in this area now, and they're all guilty where they haven't built a relationship. So how do you do it? Great question. One of the first things you can do, Steve, that I recommend you do, and we do this as well. We have almost 10,000 clients in our Marketplace Superheroes client group. It's all people who paid money. You have people like that. We do a weekly show. It's on every single Wednesday. And we call we now call it the Wednesday Wealth Show. We used to call it Win Your Wednesday. And what we do is it's a Facebook Live. And we go on every single week. We'll be doing it at four o'clock every single Wednesday. Myself and my, my partner, Robert Ricky, we go on. And basically how we do it is we think to ourselves and we go, okay, I'm going to ask you this question. I think I already could tell you the answer, uh, but I'll ask you nonetheless. So we have what we call the macro problem in every business, in every, every client base. And that's the number one problem your clients face right now, that no matter what they do, they continue to still ask questions about that problem. They're, they just never quite seem to get enough content around one or two key areas. In Marketplace Superheroes, I can tell you it's product research for Amazon. And the second one is going to be around uh, limiting beliefs around money, around wealth, stuff like that. So for your clients, it, it's probably going to be around figuring out your niche or it's going to be like um, how to get more clients. But but you could tell me, maybe that's right, maybe that's wrong. What would you say are the macro problems in your clients' brains at the moment? Cool. Well, our, our target market or, who we, or how we help people is about back-end business operations. And so, sure. our, so our real like burning questions that come up time and time again are how to find good people. And how to get those people to do good work and stay around, stick around. Beautiful. So that's a problem that's never, like you could literally create, every, you, you constantly are going to create material around that. And, and there will always be a question. It's always something people want an answer to. So I call that a macro problem. And that's great because once you understand that, you can draw lots of good content out from that. So what we do on, on the Wednesday Wealth Show, we used to call it Win Your Wednesday. And I'm always nearly calling it Win Your Wednesday now. But we go on and we basically have five or so points 
that we want to talk about around a particular thing. So let's say, for instance, we had a show and the show was all around how to um, how to overcome financial scarcity or something like that. Right now, I would, I would I might call it that or we might come up with a different way to phrase it, but it would always be very two things new and exciting. Now, I know you work with business owners, uh, but I'll tell you, the idea that things are new and they're exciting is so important to every single market. So every week, then it's not like I'm giving you new things that like you're, oh God, more new stuff. It's more a case of I'm presenting something as here's some new information around this. Here, here's why it's exciting. Here's how it's going to help you. And on and on we go. Because again, it goes right back to understanding that avatar, which we have a whole big worksheet on. And I'm sure you've done that work before. You seem to understand your, your client base well. So when you do that, then you look at that financial scarcity topic I mentioned, you make five sub points uh, related to that. So again, the first one might be something around uh, take full responsibility for your life and your results. Then I might be like, so if they did that, what would be the next thing I'd want them to do? I might be like, all right, so let's give them an exercise where they can get over their financial scarcity. So, you know, put uh, an amount of money in a money clip that's really uh, feels kind of scary to you and carry it around with you. That might be the second piece of content. Next one would be uh, ask yourself the question, what would a millionaire do? So whenever you're thinking about buying that book that might really help you, what would a millionaire do? They'd buy the book. In other words, the content we create every single week is not like slides or anything like that. It's very much presented like we're doing right now, where we have our cameras on, we're streaming, but we're educating people every week on the beliefs that they hold about why they can't be successful. And we break those beliefs on that call and we create a lot of interaction. So, so another thing I do on those streams, which is going to sound weird, but it's incredibly important is I'll be like, all right, everybody, welcome to the call today. We're going to be talking about how to overcome financial scarcity. And by the way, if you're interested, excited or whatever about today's topic, jump into the comments and just give me a one. So what have I done there? I've created some interaction because the problem with uh, streaming, especially on Facebook Live and stuff like that, YouTube is the very same People don't create a conversation. And if I'm not in a conversation with you, there's no way I can build a relationship because I'm just listening to you and I don't feel like I'm ever seen or heard. Whereas I will see people's comments and go, so Charlotte is giving me a one, John's giving me one. Wow, Greg just gave me an 11. He must be really excited today. Things like that, lighthearted, done in your own way. So these, these shows every single week are an, a, a present part of our business our clients know what's going to be on. You can also present it to your non-clients, your non-buyers as well, uh, aka your prospects. So that's that's the first the kind of tactical thing I would give you to do. But taking a step back, I would sort of be asking more of the question of, so am I building a relationship with these people? And what are their current beliefs around the thing that we teach? How can we break those beliefs consistently and rebuild them with more helpful patterns? Again, for example, let's say in doing what you do, uh, they have a number of obstacles. So let me ask you the question. What are the typical obstacles people face when implementing your guys' process? So there's technical technology, um, yeah. as in they people aren't used to using different technology technological thing the technical that's not a real word apps let's use that <laughs> it'll do um, yeah mean. people are new to using apps if they're just getting started yeah and the idea of letting go so the trust element of actually handing over and, and giving trust to somebody else to do your work for you to a high standard beautiful and just the the idea or the challenges with working remotely and working with a remote team because we do a lot of work with with um yeah with outsourcing to places like the philippines 
So that's huge because, you know, like the thing you do, uh, let's move on from relationship and trust. Cause I can talk a lot about that and there's a lot of wrinkles to that, but let's just say we start to establish more of that. Again, our distribution channels are going to touch on this briefly, your email, your Facebook group, uh, your podcast, these distribution channels are critical and it's fantastic that you're emailing out your podcast to your listeners, uh, but also then you got to be a little bit careful there that, that you don't just have it that you've got only interviews. You can also add in some solo shows, which again, you probably do that already. I think you do um, because I had a look through your show and I'm pretty sure you do do that. But anyway, you're building good relationship. You're building some relationship there. And that's a very good thing. People are listening to you. Um, and we'll talk about campaigns in a little while and sequences. So remind me if I forget. But coming back to what you just said, because you understand this, then that's going to give you a base of a lot of these shows that you can you can do, number one. And secondly, that's going to feed into the offers that you make. Because the biggest mistake that everybody's making right now, Steve, and you said it yourself, is like, I email my new people all of the time, but my existing clients, I kind of leave them there. Now, you mentioned that you had uh, over 200, I think you said, clients, right? Yeah. I will tell you now, because they're business owners, there is like literally six, if not seven figures sitting in your client list right now for your business, right? And I'll tell you how I know this, because we have become very, very, very good in marketplace superheroes at ethically monetizing our buyers. And so how we do that is in a number of ways. So some businesses talk a little bit about the value ladder, right? I'm sure you've, you've heard of that before. Yeah. The idea where you've got things that are free, lower cost, and we work our way up to the very top of the business or the very top of the ladder is the most expensive thing that we offer. So that's definitely what I, we call that the core of your business. And that's important that you're bringing new people into some of those offers. But then what you've got to do is you do have to take your existing clients. And number one thing you're looking to do is ascend those people to the next piece of the value ladder or to the very top of the value ladder. And how we do that is we create consistent campaigns in our company. And where I got this idea initially from was actually from a Daniel Priestley book called Entrepreneur Revolution. I read it years ago. I'm sure you're smiling. You might've read that yeah. one as well, right? Uh, great, great, interesting guy. And there's a couple of other people were involved in my learning as well of this. But, but when I read what Daniel said, the businesses are campaign businesses. That's what we are, right? And the truth is most businesses out there don't create any campaigns. So what is a campaign? It's essentially going to be uh, a, a way where you can promote a specific offer so you have an offer and then you have what we call a mechanism. So a webinar, a video sales letter, a, um, a podcast that turns into some kind of a, an offer thing, right? A, a, a video series, whatever the case may be. That's your mechanism. Then you have your offer. And then what you're figuring out is, well, I know what my offer is going to be. Well, it's going to be my coaching. I want to get more of my, uh, not, I don't want to say lower value, but you know, people who haven't invested as much. I want to encourage them to move up to coaching with me. And so what is going to be the mechanism that I want to bring people into to do that? Let me give you a very practical example of this. So every, you and everybody else can actually understand one way we would do this. So last year, we wanted to do a test and it was, we, we, we work in dollars, everybody, because we have a global audience. Uh, I mean, I'm in Ireland, so we're Euro, but you know, we work in dollars, just how it is. Most of our audience are North American. So what we actually did was we said, right, we have a $6,000 
uh, coaching offer and we want more of our thousand dollar clients to ascend. So that was like the offer. We know what that coaching offer looks like. And I'll talk about stacks. So I've got to do sequences and stacks in a little while later on. Okay. So we know what that looks like because we have it well designed and most people don't have their offer well designed, which we can touch on, but let's just say you do. So we were like, well, hell, what's a campaign we can run now where we can we can sell our $6,000 offer? So we were like, okay, let's, let's think about it. We could do a lot of different things. But what we settled on was what we call a pop-up Facebook group. All right. Now, you might have done this before. You might not have done this before. And anybody listening, you don't necessarily have to only do this. It's just one campaign you could run. But what happens is you literally create a new Facebook group. And you create an angle around the Facebook group. So, so what we did was we called it our mentorship experience group, right? Where people will come in for 12 to 14 days in total. They would experience some of our mentoring and we would encourage them to join the coaching. So that kind of makes sense. And obviously then it's like, well, okay, what do we have to do? Well, we have to invite people to join the Facebook group. So we send out emails to our buyer list and our non-buyer list, actually, because our non-buyers could do this as well. We send everybody to the group. And once they're inside the group, so we promoted that for about a week. The second week then was all about content. So we did five days of content. At the end of the content, we then we led up to a conversion mechanism, as we call it, which was a live stream where we essentially pitched our coaching right? That's almost like a webinar, but a little like tweet webinar. So we're on there. And what we actually did was we actually sold our $6,000 offer without a sales call. We used to always do a sales call for that. I'm going to tell you something. In one promotion, which took 14 days or so, we sold, I think it was 116 $6,000 programs. Now we have a decent buyer base. I will qualify that. And I will say, I believe the amount of people that joined the group all in was about 600 or so, or 650, something like that, which was a massive conversion rate. But what, what the point is this, what most people do is, right, they see a campaign like that, and then they say, great, that worked. We'll do it again next year. No, wrong. That sequence worked, right? That campaign worked. That's something that you now know you can do in your business, and depending on the amount of people in your business, because we have obviously a decent number of buyers at this point in time, you may want to obviously move that six months away, eight months away, maybe a year away, right? Depending on the size of your company. So people listening, yourself, even Steve, you might say, but what else? Like, how, how else can you make this work? So what we do is then we have these campaigns that go from anywhere from a week to three weeks. And we literally start plotting these out into a calendar. So we're like, so for the first three weeks of March, we're going to offer this thing. And it's going to have the first week is going to be, we invite people to this group. It was going to be a group. Second week, we want to have our content. Third week, we want to have our pitch and our clothes. And then literally we'll go, okay, well, what's next? Well, we can't, we can't sell something straight away. So let's put in a value week. That's what we also have. And the value week can be, we're going to send out two or three emails with some videos that we've made, some podcasts that we've made, whatever the case may be. Some people might be sitting here wondering, well, during a campaign, does that mean you just don't promote your content? No, you still can. It would just have to be an additional email during that time. So then whenever you're ready, your value weeks, we then look at every month and we're just saying, is it something that we already have in our business we want to promote? What is, what's the campaign we're going to run? Because we also do things like a week-long campaign. And that is just going to be a, a, a less amount of emails 
And literally in an in the email, we might make the offer. So it would go directly to a checkout. Let's say you're selling something from 200 pounds to 500 pounds. You might even need to do a webinar. You might even need to do a video sales letter. You might need anything. You might literally just need to come up with an offer. And there's a sequence that you run through and you make the offer literally just to a checkout. So all of these campaigns mixed together along with content, with relationship building, this is what we call the perpetual launch because we are perpetually launching things while also building relationship with our buyers and our non-buyers. And to that end, I just want to mention, we do make a distinction between our buyers and our non-buyers. And that's a problem a lot of businesses face. They don't segment their audience. They don't say, well, we have people who haven't bought anything yet and we have people who've bought. They just say, we have a list right? Quote unquote, or people on social media. It's a massive mistake. You want to, in your business, have draw a line in the middle. If you can uh, visualize this on one side, you got your buyers on the other side, you got your non-buyers. And sometimes you can offer the exact same thing to both people in a campaign, like I just talked about, but there are other times I'll give you a practical example where you only want to make an offer to say your buyers. So another thing we did, Steve, just recently, and by the way, you happy for me to keep going through this? I, I don't want to... Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. Okay, please keep going. Okay, sure, no problem. And anytime if you've got questions, please uh, feel free to interrupt me. But uh, but just to say, so what we did was recently, we had our our all of our people who are who bought something from us, they bought something called a virtual bootcamp. And that's an offer that we put together just for our buyers. And we had three different price points. There was like a $500, I think it was... and $2,000. And what it was, was a three or four day virtual in Zoom bootcamp where myself and the other parts of our team, we coached people for three or four days about how to find products, all that kind of stuff that we do in Marketplace Superheroes. And at the end of that, then we said, okay, we should really offer these people something. So then I thought, well, what's something that we, what would be an offer we can create? So myself and my business partner, Robert, we wanted to put together a mastermind for some time, but we were putting it off because we had, I don't know, do people want to do it in our space and you know all this kind of stuff. And literally, we put together a video sales letter type presentation that we presented live, just a bunch of slides. Obviously, it has a, a formula to it. And we put together a, a mastermind offer and we just said, hey, book a call. And so obviously, there's a way to present something like that. Long story short, we had a hundred and something people on that call because it was a very small segment. We had 45 people who booked a call, but uh, who filled in an application. We did about 30 calls, 35, and we sold 15, $20,000 per year packages. So there's another 300 odd thousand. And that's just, again, another idea of like, it's a, that's a campaign. We sold something to our existing buyers. We then offered something at the end, which went to a call. We changed the selling environment and obviously we sold it. So it goes on and on. I could give you literally tons of examples, but it's just to give you your brain firing to say, if you're not making offers to the people who have bought from you, you're missing out on, I'm going to say 70% of, of uh, you're you're probably only getting twenty to thirty percent of what you could be getting from your business. Yeah, no, I'm I'm no doubt that you are completely right, and it's something that, yeah, we are we're striving to work to uh, to achieve. I think one of the challenges, though, and I think that other people listening will probably uh, empathise with this, is 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 the time to do it all. Like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm we're not a huge business. We haven't got a huge team, and 
it's sort of like that chicken and egg scenario when yeah. businesses are at this stage where you're not quite sort of making the big money. So you can't quite sort of go out there and hire a team of professionals who really know what they're doing and they can hit the ground running and et cetera, et cetera. So you're left, there is this balance between um, like where to put your time. You only have a certain number of hours and a certain number of capacity within the existing team that you can currently afford. 100%. So where is it, where would you recommend people put that focus? Because you mentioned quite a few brilliant sounding strategies. Yes. But like if you had to put your finger on one thing, I know we, we talked about the Facebook live. Actually, I do a similar thing. It could be tweaked slightly based on this, but I do a similar thing every when, every Thursday, sorry, into my Facebook group, Good. Uh, which is for that reason. So just to just to sort of get in front of people to yep. answer their questions, to just build some rapport, really, and, and try and help a bit. And um, but so so not, not picking that one because I've already got that one. But what else yep. would you recommend? What would be no something else to go for first off yep. right now? Yeah, let me, um, and then before I do that, let me actually respond because I totally understand what you're saying. Look, we do have a big team now, Marketplace Superheroes. The only reason we have, we have a big team is because we started making more offers and we had the ability to build that team, right? So you are right. It can feel like a chicken and egg question, but I don't actually think it is, right? What I would say, there's no way your team can go out and do what we do, right? It's, it's not possible. You don't have the people yet, right? So that's true. But, but what you can do what you can do is, is execute what we call the IPO strategy. So an IPO is what we call an instant profit offer. Now, it's called that because it's something you will be instantly profitable doing because you have people who bought something from you. You have a relationship with those people. So then the biggest thing you can do right now is say, is say to yourself, what is an offer I can put together with my company that is going to absolutely blow the mind of the people who've already bought from me and solve a problem in a way that's never been solved before. And then that that's number one, that offer. Number two then is going to be, what's the campaign going to look like? What do I have? What's my conversion mechanism? What am I best at doing? Would I do like a, like a live presentation to a call? Would it be direct selling right on there? I'm going to say for most people, it's going to be some kind of presentation to a call and on the call, then offer the actual product or service. And the final piece to that's going to be after you've got the offer, you've got your mechanism, how you're going to go about it. Then you got to go with this one, which is how do I make it so there's no risk on my clients whatsoever? Now, People talk about risk reversals. Jay Abraham against it. It just so happens with his concepts. But nobody does it, really. Because what people say is, oh, yeah, well, I'll give you a 30-day money-back guarantee or whatever, right? Crap, right? Because here's the deal. In the modern world, if you expect people to to basically put all of their – they're putting all the risk in. And you and me, we're sitting here going, hey, it's 10 grand or it's 5 grand, whatever it is, right? But – Look, we'll work with you, but if it doesn't work for you, look, that's on you, right? So that's kind of how most people come across at the moment. And so what we have done is we've looked at that and we said, how do we make it that we're taking as much of the risk as possible off the shoulders of our clients? So what I would do, there's many ways, but I'll give you some examples again from what we've done. Uh, So like you could say to somebody something like this, you could say, so whatever you invest with me, if you don't get X results from this, I will do Y. So let's say uh, if you one of the guarantees I make 
for in grow my reach actually is I say to a business owner, if you don't double your training investment in sales in your company over the next year, I'll give you your money back. So in other words, whether well, they're going, okay, so whatever I've invested, if I don't get double that back in sales based on what I've learned, he's going to give me my money back. And I have a whole year to do it. So that's a good example of where the person listening is saying, well, all I have to do is do the work, which I'm planning to do. And if it doesn't work out for me, he's going to give me my money back. That's a, that's a good trade. I'm comfortable with that. Can I uh, ask you just a, a question? Because this comes Not up for that. me in my brain and also I know it will come up for other people. See, when you speak to marketing companies who are or marketing training companies, I should say. Yeah. Um, often the um, examples they give are like, if you know, come, come and learn how to market and sell your business. And if you don't make money, you'll get your money back because the direct product of your offer is to train exactly. me how to make money. If someone listening yeah. to this isn't selling a direct financial gain. So if, for us, for example, our, our currency is more about time and stress. Absolutely. Than it is time. Yes, we can we can tie it back into profit and savings of staff costs, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But it's a it's a harder sell. Do you know what I mean? So how no, how I, can yeah, how I, can people I hear you? Yeah, how can we yeah. work with that? So That'd I work really at I work with an ADHD coach, right? So he doesn't have a direct financial thing, right? So what I call I call this the ROI continuum. Right, whereby you've got on the left, you've got let's say money return. Let's just call it to make it easy. And on the right hand side, you've got hobby. So you've got to look at your business and your offer then and say, well, where does my offer sit on the ROI continuum? Because remember, a return doesn't necessarily just mean money. It, it doesn't. And what you've got to do is, as a, as the owner of the business and the and the marketer of the business. You guys are asking yourself, right, well, to my avatar, you understand what are the things that to them are the most valuable? Because yes, for sure, if I work with companies, mostly they want to see a growth in their bottom line or sales because that's what they brought me in to do, right? But you're right, like in your business, that may there may be part of that, but you might look at it and go, okay, so it's a is there a, is there a savings situation, right? So we're saving you a certain amount of money. Is it going to be based upon a, a an increase in productivity that we could quantify in some way? And sometimes you might say, yeah, but it's going to be kind of tricky to quantify that. And I'd say, yeah, but you want to know something? Give it a go. Because if, when, you, <laughs> when you figure it out, like if you turn around to a business owner and say, okay, I'll tell you what, um, we are going to reduce your month-to-month, -month your, your month-to-month uh, overhead, we're going to reduce that by 15%. Let's just say I'm picking out numbers here over the next year. If we don't do that, we're, we're going to give you the money back because we've been a cost to your business for the last year or whatever it is. Um, and you will understand like, because I can look at say your business and I know because you've got say 200 odd people above me, I can kind of like wave my wand in a couple of different ways and you get a very, very quick return, but then also build a better, more sustainable return. I would say for you and your company too, I could guarantee you there's going to be some different leverage points in the companies you're looking at. You guys know we pull those different levers. We can get a really big result relatively quickly and you can lean into those elements and they're the things you can talk about. I would also say to that end, though, a lot of professional companies, like they, they don't necessarily require a risk reversal like this, but I still like to put it in because at the end of the day, 
even if you're working with an employee in a company, if you can take away, even for that employee, the issue that this is ever going to cost money, that's a huge win uh, for them as well. So yeah, I hear you, but I, I still say to people, I know what you're saying, but let's work on it. Let's see what we can come up with. And maybe we can't say, um, maybe we can't do whatever, but there's another guarantee we can put in. And so it's all about more thinking through what does the prospect value actually, I would say mostly. Yeah, no, no, good answer. And uh, it's just one of those questions that I you sort of know know it, but it's just nailing yes. it. That's the thing. And um, I know it's yes. when I, I've, I've got a couple of masterminds that I run, and this is something they've all, people have always said that to, to focus on is that is. For example, for us, the currency of time, um, but also the currency of, of, of cost savings. There is, for us, and I'm sure there is for other businesses, really, if you think about it, like you say, you've got to sit down and think, there is ways to, to, to turn how most services or most offers can affect the bottom line of the business. Because ultimately, if it doesn't affect the bottom line, businesses are going to buy from you. And yeah. so that was, I think, a learning for me, like quite yeah. relatively recently after being through so many different sales and marketing training. Like, <laughs> but, but business I, is about the bottom line. And if you aren't affecting right. the bottom line, you aren't going to sell to businesses. That, that so, is true. Yeah. But I'd also say to you, Steve, on that one, though, let's say, you, like, I mean, our, my own company, right, with Marketplace Superheroes, we're going through a lot of this. Pro, we're looking at processes a lot now. Now, I don't do a lot of this stuff. That's not my not my genius area, right? So there's other people in the company look at that. But if someone came to me and said, and I'm just going to, I'm riffing here. I'm not saying this is like the thing, right? But someone came and said, Stephen, um, I'm, if you, when you work with us, I'm going to make it so that your uh, team go from becoming one of your biggest sources of frustration to becoming one of your single biggest sources of fulfillment and happiness and actually, uh, they will not increase your stress in any way. They will dramatically reduce your stress. If after a year of working with us, you don't believe that that's true, we'll give you your money back. So see, uh, way, like it's it, it's straight Steven, away going great. Steven, I'll spin that back at you. That is exactly what we do. So there you go. And see, I I'll that. see you on the training. <laughs> I knew that. You see, I knew that. And and that, but that is my point. Though it's like, yeah, it's it's beautiful. What you anyway? We can move on, but it, that's a big thing. Uh, reversing the risk in some way. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I think what I really loved about the way you've described it is because it's so easy to say, oh, you need a risk reserve re- reversal, like you say. Everybody says it, like thirty day money get back guarantee, or pay a pound now, pay you know, the rest after you've experienced day one of the course or whatever, there's always like clever stuff, but actually ultimately if you can give somebody either something totally tangible, like you say, like it's, it's like, uh, it's basically by saying it, Yeah. I just, I'm going to repeat what you said, but I really liked it. The fact is like you, you almost bargain with them and you say, look, you do, you do whatever, you know, what I tell you to do. And then I'll basically pay you to do it if it doesn't work in effect. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, and we even sign, we even like sign a, agreements and things like that we have done and stuff like that with clients to say look look it's in writing now if this doesn't happen yeah. we do you know stuff like that uh, because again it, it comes back to what i said at the top of the conversation which is it's about relationship and it is about trust as well and and i always have um i think as well like you know a good example of this is whenever people are looking to enroll say higher value clients and you know when you're at that level like there does need to be a sense of well, this is just going. This is just going to work. And if it doesn't work, well, then what? Like, I mean, do you do anything? And I and I feel like it, it's our responsibility as business owners 
to, to look at that. But also it's really important when you're actually designing your business is to really look at the look at that avatar. Look at that. I'm come, trying to come up with a new name for this exercise because everyone hears avatar and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, they're 50 to 57. They got, you know, two kids. But it's almost like people go through the motions. But actually, you take that seriously and we take it very seriously. You will find that that one exercise changes everything because now, you know, uh, we've taken some clients recently. And one lady I can think of, she was trying to work with everybody under the sun. And she's a very smart, intelligent woman. But I said to her, you, based on your story and everything I'm looking with you, where your best is, you actually help people who are high paid employees in companies transition to offering what they do as a consultant to other businesses. That's what you do best. And she didn't see that, right? And so by just understanding that avatar, she was able to get a lot more focused and know like how she communicates, the offers that she makes, what podcast she would appear on, everything, what channels she's going to go on in order to lead generate. It all is driven from that one piece. And even in your own client base, it's the same thing, right? And it's just like, I always laugh because it's like business, the reality of business is oftentimes it's about doing the boring things consistently. And that's where you do get that exponential result. And you guys would know of all, you do processes, improvements and stuff like that, right? It's not sexy, but you want to know something? It's it's very important. I, I was just, just literally, I'm smiling because just before this call, I just got off uh, doing some training for our, a new new program that I just launched. And uh, one of the examples I gave was about our podcast and how we promoted it. And we can sick every month we grow that audience with no paid advertising or anything. And I said, you know how we do it? We do the same thing every single week. That's it, you know? And yes, we couldn't do more fancy stuff and we could do so, but we haven't yet. We've literally just done the same thing, but we do it every single week. And that's it. The boring stuff done consistently typically yeah. works. So one, yeah, 100%. One little, let me put one of the asterisks in there as the, as a marketing guy, I would Go say, on. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly by the way, but what I have seen people do, and we're not saying this and you're not saying this either. I've seen people though, who, what they're doing is not effective, but they actually confuse that and they confuse activity over achievement. So in other words, they'll say, well, yeah, but Steve, like I'm making a video every week, like every week. And then you go, yes, but the, t- the title you're using is all wrong. All yeah. these things are wrong. So the, pr- the actual process. So in other words, like uh, for anybody listening, what we're saying is true, but you've got to un- make sure that the underlying process is the right one. Are you are you're just doing something over and over again? That's ineffective, which is obviously going to be ineffective. Anyway. Yeah. And I think the, the key, that's the key take home from, from mine was we measure a statistic or a yes. KPI and if that's going up, we're doing something right. And that's the difference. So yeah, yeah. We're 100%. not just like putting it out there and hoping for the best. But um, yeah, and I always said I'm, I'm a big one for automation, but I always say you can't automate something until it works. If you do, you just automate crap. So what's, you know, and then it's just get, it's basically you get your, your business full of horse dung. So there you go. Um, look, I'm, it's been fascinating. We could literally talk for hours on this because it's one of my favorite subjects at the moment. This is, you know, a huge focus of mine is about serving my existing clients as well as new clients. Um, in more and better ways. So this yeah. literally could come for us, but I have to draw it to a close. Um, but I do have, do you have any final comments you want to make before I ask you some closing questions, if I may? I'll give you one final thing, very brief, that I will help everybody today. Um, it's just this, look, you've got only a certain amount of time in your life and 
you do need to look at the time that you have available to you and ask yourself the question, am I producing most of the time or am I consuming most of the time? And I recommend to everybody listening, you have the, this ratio. We all know the Pareto principle, 80-20, 80-20 rule. I suggest you spend 20% of your time consuming and 80% of your time executing. And I'm telling you, I've worked with thousands of entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and all of them have this ratio incorrect. So fix that, become a producer, and, uh, and keep listening to Steve's podcast as well. There you go. Exactly. That is your 20%. <laughs> I'll tell you what, a tip there, because I'm, I'm 100% behind that. I'm, I virtually consume no social media at all, unless I'm actually doing market research. And, yeah. um, but one thing, one little thing I found for Facebook is something called, uh, it's called something like Facebook, uh, th- not thread, what's it called? The, uh, it's a Facebook eradicator. It's like the news feed for news feed. Yeah. eradicator. I couldn't remember yeah, the word. Yeah. It's great. Because literally, for anyone not who's not aware of this, it blocks out your entire news feed yeah. and you just get a little motivational quote, which if you ever see when we post something on my Facebook channel, it's because I've logged into Facebook. It's got the quote there. I posted it. That's my social media dump for the day. <laughs> yeah, and um, But if you want to turn it off, you can. But it's a great because it, like it's the same reason I outsource my email, because the email is a pit of distraction. It's a yeah. pit of full of other people's problems that you get pulled into. And so yeah. by and I'm, this is like a big passion of mine. Yeah. Eradicate distraction from your life. Focus on what you're meant to be doing and not what other people want you to do. And then you actually get to see, see results. So, yeah. It's, it's almost like profit first for productivity. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Cool. Stephen, right. We're just going to finish up with uh, a few quick questions, if I may. Um, sure. So first off, what are your favorite apps at the moment or browser extensions or, you know, Fun, fun things that people can use that you found useful recently. Yeah, I'm not really a big appy app kind of dude, but I do love Headspace. I think it's a great yep. app. I use it all the time for for uh, stuff. Uh, what else? I, I I do have some apps, but I'll tell you. Or software uh, programs or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, look, I love, I yeah, I would say nowadays it's so funny. I use basic stuff. I'm like using, I use like Keynote most of the day. Google Docs most today for the work that I do. Um, so I would say, yeah, like things like Headspace are big and also Brain FM is a great one for productivity as well. Cool. We'll check yeah. that out. Um, who else do you think would be a great guest on this podcast? Yeah, um, I've got a, geez, a lot of people I can think of right now. Um, I don't know. Have you had Steve Sims on the show yet? No. Oh, my God. Steve Sims is 100%. The, I'm going to put you guys in touch. Please Your do. audience will love him. Uh, Steve is a legend. Great guy. What's his uh, topic of interest? He's called the Wizard of Oz of Business. Uh, Steve is. He lives in the States. He's from the UK originally. Uh, He actually, one of his clients is Elon Musk, uh, which is pretty cool, one of his claim to fames. Uh, But he basically makes impossible things happen in his business for other people. If you want to get on stage and sing with the Rolling Stones, his company will make that happen for you. Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Be fun to have on. Blue Fishing is his book, which is a phenomenal book, actually. Cool. Thank you very much. Uh, what does success mean to you? Yeah. Well, that's really changed a lot over the years. Nowadays, and it's going to sound cliche, but it's true for me. Genuinely, it's seeing other people be successful on the back of working with myself or the companies I represent. That's that's a big part of success for me. And the other part of success is having, having a family life and having people around me uh not as from family and friends who i have a great relationship with i think when you put those things together 
the I'm helping other people get what they want. So the, that happens. And then, of course, I've got my family and friends around me uh, because at the end of the day, if you lose all the money and you lose all of that, they're always the people that are always going to be there and they're very important. So success is, is, is being good in those areas uh, for me. Cool. Great answer. And finally, do you believe you can or cannot systemize your success and why? You definitely can systemize your success. Uh, our team are actively doing it all the time. And I would say, like we said earlier on, it isn't sexy stuff, but it is so important. And I love that you guys are out there beating the drum because people have to beat the drum on this. And I would just say to people, don't leave that part of your, your journey too late. Don't leave it until, like I've done in the past, where you're stressed out of your mind and all the rest until you systemize. Start early and bring people in and know what they're doing if you're, it's, that's not something you're good at. Cool. Stephen, thank you so much. It really has been a pleasure. I will walk away with lots of things. I, I'm going to walk away, I should say, with lots of things I can actually go away and actually implement and, uh, and use right now. And I really encourage anyone listening to this who wants help to grow their business to to actually get um traction in doing all the things we talked about today to reach out to Stephen and connect and we'll put um all the links and everything in the show notes as always but Stephen, please just give us the number one link or how do you want people to contact you if they don't have the pleasure of going to our show notes i think for anybody listening if you go to growmyreach.com we're going to be uh, updating that site a lot depending on when you're listening to it but that's the place to go to learn perpetual launch learn how to do the things we talked about today so grow myreach.com fantastic thank you very much Stephen been a pleasure thanks Steve thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one and for that I am truly grateful hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people if you got value out of today's episode then so will someone else you know by sharing with others what has helped you along your way you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success.